Hi and welcome to Personal Finance with Full Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 10. Who'd have thunk it, Phil? You've made double figures. Well done. <laughs> and so far, we've looked at various subjects from redundancy to seven things you didn't know a financial advisor can do for you, plus everything in between. Very much worth a delve into a real goldmine of info in that back catalogue. You can listen and catch up whenever it suits you. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And please remember to rate and review us and subscribe. And that way, you'll never miss an episode again. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode, do I really need financial advice at retirement? Well, let's dig in. I'm game because the thing is these days, Phil, you, you can find out the answer to just about anything online. You got a YouTube video now to show me how to grow out my bathroom tiles, bloggers writing about the best plants to grow in the window box and the sill of my high-rise flat, how to knock up a winning ganache on Bake Off. I bet you there's, there's loads on financial planning at retirement online, right? How can I go wrong checking that stuff out? I know there is. I mean, I guess some of it can be be quite good, and, and it's good to have resources there, things on like YouTube and stuff. But you, you do find some of the, the commentators maybe aren't qualified. I, I used to see it a lot. You, you, somebody would come into the office and like, I am. Um, I was speaking to somebody in the the session would invest in such and such, and you're like, oh, who who was telling you that? Oh, it was my the, the milk man or something. And you're like. You hardly get milkman these days, but as you say, old it is since, since I was kind of advising people. But they'd be like, "Oh, my, my milkman said I should be doing this or that," and and I guess that's the same. Like online, you've you've got a lot of different opinions with people. And but one of the things I'd say, especially when it comes to like pensions, the, a few years ago there, there was something came in called pension simplification, and there was also the, the pension freedoms as well. So what I would kind of say is like. The, the options on how to draw an income, for example, at retirement, they, they became even more complicated for the average person to understand. And you've got all these layers and rules of kind of like complex tax as well. So there's an awful lot to consider there. I thought financial advisors were, were generally in favour of the changes to pensions a few years back that you're mentioning there. But presumably um, it becomes more difficult for the consumer the more that they have invested or if they've got more than one pension, for instance. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it. There's so many different options that, that people have got. And I think most most financial advisors would probably have said, yeah, great, the, the flexibility is really good. So that that's like, in general, the, the changes are positive, but what you have to watch is a lot of folk maybe want to withdraw too much out of their pension pots. And mm-hmm. that can be a, a dangerous thing because the more you take out, the less that you've got and retiring so so that's kind of so that there's pros and cons to it i guess people have got more control over their money which is is a really good thing and, and it is it's there's there's no sort of default route or answers to to draw on an income in retirement so it's it, i don't know there's a lot to consider and tax is a, another thing as well but, but i'd say that the simple fact is that getting good wealth planning advice at retirement has never been more important just now i would just say a couple of things here one we we've actually covered pensions um we've covered retirement advice and various podcasts there's a lot of things that you can delve back into uh, and find out probably what you need to know but when we're talking about um do you really need financial advice at retirement 
this is where Google falls by the wayside a little bit, I suppose. You might, you might stumble upon the right answer for you if you're lucky, but but more often not. And it's where the insight of a, a financial advisor is invaluable, I guess, because you, you don't want to mess up what you do financially when you retire, because at that point, you're sort of fresh out of options to get that money back if anything goes wrong, aren't you? I know. I'd say, I mean, I, I've seen people make kind of mistakes in the past as well. And they, I mean, people, we, we've had, people contact us at work and they've said, right, I just want to take all my money out. And then you explain to them, it's like, oh, look, if you take all that out, you'll pay, you'll lose maybe 40% of it in tax. And then they're like, oh, I didn't realise that. So quite quite often, like the job of a financial planner at the minute is often kind of saying to people, look, maybe take so much out here, so much out there. But there's a lot of tax implications for, for withdrawing money out of the pensions now. So it is, I, I've seen some, kind of horror stories almost kind of in, in that. I'm sort of frightened to ask you to elaborate, but if you if you can, I'd, I'd kind of like to hear where, where those horror stories are when things have gone south. Yes, there's been, oh, I've seen a few where people have tried to do things themselves and it kind of made a, almost a real bucket of it. They, we, we've had ones, I mean, people taking money out to, to buy like flash cars, going holidays, and hey, it's their, their money. They can kind of do what, what they like with it, but then they didn't have what they need to, to kind of live on. And that's one of the things that I would say is important when you do get to, to sort of retirement age and looking to draw money out of your pension, that, that's where it's good to look at. Like the, there's a lot of cash flow modeling tools out there. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one that I've seen that, that I recommend, there's one called Cash Calc. Um, right. it, it's really good. Somebody can, can go on there and, and use it and it'll work out like how much income do you need, what, what are you likely to have, what are you going to be spending. And so, some of these tools can really be quite invaluable. But oh, you, I've, I've seen a few horror stories where people have ended up having to pay a lot more tax than what they really should have. And mm-hmm. um, I've seen other ones where folk have run out of money because they, they spent big lump sums that, that they probably shouldn't have. And it is. I, I've seen quite a, a number of horror stories in the past. I'm guessing you're talking about cash calc. There is something online that that um, you can use. I, I'm guessing that if you sort of make an appointment with a, a good financial advisor, you go in there, they can use it on your behalf. I mean, some of the information online that you could access if you're just doing this at home, it could be out of date, couldn't it? Or worse, just, just plain wrong. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, it, it's great to have all these tools, but that, that's one of the advantages of speaking to like a financial planner or a financial advisor, is that they, they've got all of these tools, so they, they can do it all for you. So rather than, like, I, I mean, there's a, a small subscription cost to things like Cash Calc, and um, we, we use a different one in, in my work, but they, they, there's a lot of different kind of financial planning tools, and I guess that's one of the, the advantages of going to speak to someone for financial advice is that they, they can do all of that for you. You, you can go, but one thing at retirement, you, you've got the, the government set up something called um, PensionWise, and you've also got the, the Money Advice Service, and PensionWise will give you kind of guidance, but they're not actually recommending any products at all. They're, they're just saying, look, this is some of your options, and then they're, they're leaving it for the individual to, to kind of decide. And I, I would always encourage people to speak to them, because it's good to find out more about the, the different options and the service that they provide is, is free, but they, they're not actually given any advice on who's the best companies to go for. So if, mm. if you want to buy an annuity or go into drawdown, they, they might 
you might think, right, this is the route that I prefer, but they're not actually physically recommending, oh, the yeah. best one for you is Aviva or Royal London or mm -hmm. Potential or, or whoever it may be. So that, that's another advantage that going to financial advisors. Yeah, because I suppose, you know, that aspect of the internet is that it can't react, as you say there, to, to a specific set of circumstances or, or deal with every consideration that you yourself should be looking at. I mean, the human factor here um, could be financial life or death, not to put to find a point on it or soap operafy it. Uh, I'm not being alarmist here, but you, you could really mess up without the advice, couldn't you? I know. I mean, many people wouldn't consider buying a house without employing a solicitor and a surveyor, yet many decide to take a gamble with financial advice. The, the decisions made regarding pension monies at retirement can involve significant sums. And if you make the wrong decision, it can really impact on your, your future financial well-being. Um, so I would, I would say not taking wealth management advice at retirement and taking a gamble of going alone uh, with information sourced on the internet really could prove to be quite a costly mistake. Mm -hmm. So that financial advisor here is, is kind of like your, your knight or lady in shining armour. It's your job to cut through all the jargon and the mumbo-jumbo and sort of create a bespoke solution for your client. And the, the ability to do that um, is guaranteed and certified by a regulator for peace of mind, isn't it? I'd say you've got the... The Financial Services, or sorry, the Financial Conduct Authority, uh, used to be the Financial Services Authority, they, they regulate financial advisors and they, all, all financial advisory firms have got to have professional indemnity insurance in place. So if, if somebody did get bad advice, you, you've got that professional indemnity cover there. If a firm went out of business, you're also protected by the financial compensation scheme. Um, some pensions are also covered by what's called the pension protection fund. So there's a lot of protections for kind of people there with, with the pensions, which is good. And whereas if, if you were, so that that's a benefit of going through a financial advisor is that they're liable for the advice mm -hmm. that they're giving you. Whereas if you do it yourself, there, there's no comeback there. I mean, you've still got some of the protections in place if, like the company you went with for the pension went bust, but you're not actually protected for the advice because if you've done it yourself, rather than if an advisor recommending something. And if you go to a financial advisor for an appointment to look at this, Phil, financial guidance at retirement, how do you know when you've had a good meeting? I mean, what should I be looking for uh, in that sit down? What should I come up with when I walk out of the, yeah. the office? I'd say a good financial advisor makes their clients think seriously and realistically about their future and what somebody wants to achieve financially. They'll look at how comfortable they are doing it and by what dates. They'll also help clients understand the big picture, things like I mentioned tax earlier, any changes in pension legislation and whether they should be considering alternative choices as well. So there's an awful lot of different options out there. You've got annuities, you've got drawdown, you've got fixed annuities. There really is so so many options out there and it's trying to sit down and work out what's best for, for each individual in their specific circumstances. So maybe sometimes on occasion, maybe a, a little bit of uncomfortable listening, but the ability to, to bring the sort of dawn of realisation to a client, a valuable commodity in the makeup of a financial advisor, that, that truth pill often necessary, you know, I, I can't I can't afford my yacht in retirement. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta you gotta let them know that. I know. Not not everybody knows how the financial services industry work, nor nor have they got the time or inclination to, to find out. And uh, many fight many people find pensions and investments complicated. And I mean they, they took in the pension simplification like quite a, a number of years ago and if anything it, it just didn't simplify things yeah. much. 
at all. That, that was it. And the theory was that that was going to make things easier, but you've got so many different like pension regimes and options that mm. it's no wonder people get confused. And um, that's it. Going to a qualified financial advisor is one way that they can remove the, the complication from their, their life. Financial advisors will guide people along the right path in order to facilitate achieving their plans, help them reach their goals, and also help protect and, and nurture the wealth because they, they can also look at ways. I mean, one concern that comes up a lot is that people want to like pass their wealth on to sort of their, their family. And depending on which route you go down at retirement and, and which options you choose, the, some routes are easier to, to pass on the wealth than, than others. And you, you've also to look at things like, is there inheritance tax, like permutations? So there, there really is an awful lot to consider. Now, each week, uh, so far as we've covered various topics, Phil's given us a look back over his own life story and how it's been affected uh, by the subjects we've been discussing. I wonder if you've got anything for us this week, Phil, which ties into our topic, do I really need financial advice at retirement? I would say, like, for me personally, I'm I'm 44, so I'm still at the stage where I'm accumulating my pension rather than decumulating it. But I, I would say, like, just from, from my experience, what, what, going, what taking financial advice at that stage in life does is it gives you peace of mind. That, that's the, the biggest sort of thing. And I, I would say, from, from my experience, to the, what you're paying for when you, you speak to a financial advisor is it gives you the peace of mind that what you're doing is best for your circumstances. So I, I would always encourage folk to, to there, there's certain times in life where it's maybe a trigger to, to get financial advice, but I'd probably say the most important one is just as once you've built up your pension pot, looking to say, right, what do you want to, to do with it? And I, I know I, I kind of highly recommend someone takes financial advice, whether it's using my firm or, or another firm, Honestly, I, I would just say that the main thing is to, to take advice, especially once you, you get to the time where you're looking to draw down your pension. Uh, we always do this bit as well, Phil. You find inspiration through various folk that you admire and you love getting a quote in there. Have you got one that fits our subject matter for the episode, Do I Really Need Financial Advice at Retirement? Yeah, I, I would say like my, my quote this week, this is one from Abraham Lincoln, and in the end, it's not the years in your life that count, it's the life in your years. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like you, you work hard throughout retirement, so you, you want to, to kind of enjoy that. And uh, that's, that's my quote of the week this week. Good one to end on. Um, now, summaries for this episode, pretty straightforward. I imagine the takeaway essentials on whether you really need to take advance, financial advice at retirement. I would think the answer is, dinner be feel, ya bam. Uh, or to put that in a, a bit more of the Queen's English, book an appointment with a financial advisor. Yes, you need it. Definitely. That's it. I mean, I, like I say, we, we've got financial planners at our firm here, um, but I, I would encourage folk to use it. Any, I mean, taking financial advice is definitely something that's so important. As I say earlier, whether it's with, with my firm or another MDLs, one good place where you can find a financial advisor. There's a website called unbiased.co.uk. So that that lists a lot of the the independent financial advisors in in your area. Um, it's it's a really good tool. I know we we get quite a, a number of inquiries. At Phil Anderson Financial Services from from Unbiased. That tends to be the main platform that a lot of the, the pension providers will recommend 
as well. So it, it's a really good one. If someone is looking for a, a financial advisor, it, it's a good starting point for them. Uh, Phil is really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries right here in the podcast as well. If you want to email a question to us, please do so. Uh, we can ask them anonymously if you want. Uh, let's get on to this week. Contact details for how to get in touch coming up in just a minute. Our first question today uh, is from Frank England Rothers, who says, Hi, Phil. I would never have believed it if I hadn't seen it myself, but my mum, who's always gone on about premium bonds her entire life, having never won anything of note, has finally got a five figure win now she's petrified she's going to be taxed on it will she there's no tax to pay on any gains that you make on premium bonds so they that, that's one good thing they don't have to worry about that at all um, it's good to hear people winning on, on premium bonds one one of the advantages of them is that your your capital is safe so you're you know that you're not going to lose money there one of the downsides at the minute the national savings and investment have announced that on the 24th of November of 2020, um, the rates on their variable rate products are going down. Um, and that also includes the, the prize pot on the, the premium bonds. Um, so the way that it works out, at the minute, they, they've however much money they've got in the premium bonds, 1.4% of that gets paid out as prizes. But on the, the 24th of November, that's reducing to just 1%. So it's the, the odds of any one pound bond winning a prize it decreases from, at the minute, it's 24,500 to one to 34,500 to one. So, and that's effective from the, the December 2020 prize draw. So, it's good to hear somebody winning because the, the chances are definitely a lot less. Um, it'd be good to come across somebody winning the, the big million pound prize. Oh, but, oh I know. Um, having to come across Andy with that. I, I know when I used to work in the, the Skipton Building Society many years ago, you would get a steady flow of folk coming in that would have like maybe 50 pound checks, 100 pounds, and you would get the occasional winner, maybe somebody winning a prize like five grand, that sort of thing. But um, the winners were, I think, for the amount of money that's in them, the, the prize pot at just one percent. It just, yeah, I guess you, you've got a chance, that, that's the thing. So, um, it is a better place to have your money than, than some places right now. I know a lot of the banks and building societies for what you're getting and your interest in some of the accounts is just. List. So, um, yeah, the, the premium bonds, good to hear somebody went in there, but no tax to, to pay on that. Excellent. Uh, well, that's that's a good bit of news there. 24,500 to 34,500 to one. That's, that's your chat. Why can't 2020 be over? I tell you, if I could just get the calendar and burn <laughs> off all the days now. Uh, next up is Aileen in Nairn, who's got a mortgage query to do with benefits. Now, she receives PIP. Uh, which I think is personal independence payment. And it's relatively new development in her life where a health condition has forced her to stop working early. She's now looking at moving house and she wants to know if any lender will consider her PIP benefit money as an income uh, when assessing how much she can borrow jointly with her hubby, who is still in full-time employment. I think the thing here is uh, she's not retirement age, Phil, so she can't just sort of tap into that. So will they consider the PIP? Some some lenders will. There's not that many, though. Um, I, I think at the moment, nationwide is one that will consider that. What, what we're finding, lenders are changing their criteria really quite regularly at the minute. Um, they, they became a lot more cautious with, with lending just now with, with all the COVID stuff. But I, I do think that there are lenders out there that would consider using that income for a mortgage. And I'm pretty certain, just off the top of my head, I think nationwide is one of the ones that will kind of look at, at using that at the okay. moment so they, they would definitely worth speaking to a, a, an independent mortgage advisor who would be able to look at all the, the different companies for you 
Would you say, uh, before you get in touch with the question, there is a chance that we might have covered something like this in depth in a previous episode. There's a real vault of knowledge to be explored in those full details for where you can find those in just a second. I'm John Mellis. Thanks for joining us today for Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. If you feel that you could use a helping hand with anything that we talk about or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for Finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or on the Facebook page for the show. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Or you can email Phil a question that he can answer on a future podcast. His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question. And like I say, Phil could be answering that in an upcoming episode. And please be assured we won't use your real name if that is what you prefer. Remember, if you found us useful today, please rate and recommend us. And please subscribe on Apple or whatever you get your podcast. Then you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links that you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil is doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time and thanks for listening. Thanks, John.